Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in. We hope that you've had a great Christmas. From a Browns point of view, we certainly have. Uh, we're just going to get into everything from Christmas Eve and for the game on Thursday night against the New York Jets as the Browns look to bring the playoffs home for Christmas or at least Christmas week. You're listening to the Believe in Brits podcast. <laughs> Yeah, welcome everybody into today's show. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday night. We decided to take Boxing Day off. Some of us uh, go out for things, some of us hit the sales, and some of us just think about all the different permutations of how the Browns get into the playoffs come Thursday night. I was very much the latter. Sean was very much the former, and a wine. We, we just hope that you're safe, buddy. Um, <laughs> all we got was a text saying that he's rough. So uh, sending our uh, our wishes to him. I'm assuming. Uh, actually, no, he plays football. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's not injury related. I'm hoping that it's more uh, merriment related. But uh, I'm sure that we'll find out before the next recording. Anyway, Sean, Merry Christmas to you, mate. How how was your Christmas? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Enjoyed it. Um, nice just to obviously have a few days off, spend some time with the family. So, yeah, it was uh, it was nice, mate. It seems ages ago that the Braves played on Christmas Eve, doesn't it? It was only like it three days ago. It feels like an absolute lifetime ago. It does. I think that watching uh, Villa's second half performance against Man United kind of... Uh, made it seem like much more of an age for us both. Um, you know, from I've been raring to talk Browns ever since that happened and just purge that from my mind. Um, let's let's get straight into it, mate. Um, it's probably gonna be a short one because we want to get back to our uh, want to get back to our copious amounts of alcohol and uh, and chocolates. I've got some Maltesers teasers that are just screaming my name. So uh, let's get straight into it, shall we? Um, we'll we'll row backwards to the day that feels like forever ago, but was only three days ago. Uh, the 36-22 win over the Houston Texans. Is there much really that can be said about it? You know, defense was on fire. Uh, our first string defense, anyway, was on fire. Um, Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper seemed to be the only people playing on the offense, but it damn sure didn't matter. Flacco throwing for 368 yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions. Amari Cooper, 11 receptions for 265 yards and two touchdowns. He becomes the, um, I'm trying, trying to get the words right now. He becomes the, uh, the franchise record holder for receiving yards in a single game. He becomes, is it the first Brown to get um, 100 yards in consecutive games, uh, in two consecutive games? I think I remember reading that somewhere. It's, it's better than that, mate. It's the first Browns player to go back-to-back 1,000 yards. Back-to-back 1,000 yards. Yeah, that's right. I know, I'm getting my uh, my records mixed up there then. Uh, only Josh Gordon stands in his way. No, Braylon Edwards and um, Josh Gordon stand in his way in terms of um, single-season receiving yards. 
Um, Braden Edwards, he'd be able to catch if he records, I think it's like 38 yards or something silly. I think if he gets over 100 yards, he easily clears it. Uh, Josh Gordon will not be passed, though. Um, he got something like 1,650 Um you know, that's not going to be caught in the next two games unless we have something like this involved, but then you've got the extra game to take into account, etc. etc. Uh nothing really on the ground. Jerome Ford leading the way there, 15 carries for 25 yards. Um, and really all that the Texans really showed, apart from a late punch of which we weren't necessarily bothered about, was a Damian Pierce 98-yard kick return, of which seemingly screwed over our kicker and then our punter later on down the line as well, which uh, Dustin Hopkins and Corey Bahorquez are not expected to be seen on Thursday. Quite a lot, really, to unpack there from what was a routine win. Um, what's, what's your take on it, Sean, for not only, you know, the game itself, but also looking ahead? Oh, look, the game itself, mate, I thought it was a pretty phenomenal performance from... Everybody, really. Um, I thought it was an exceptional performance, probably one of the best performances collectively that they've put together all year. Defence has won some games on its own. The offence has, has had some decent games here and there, but this probably felt like the first one that it all came together on the same afternoon. Um, it's beyond laughable now, isn't it, how Joe Flacco has just took hold of this team and has just transformed it to this explosive aerial attack. I mean, the, the stage was set on the very first play from scrimmage. You know, they've been excellent in the play-action game with Flacco. You know, it was a 53-yarder first play of the game to Amari Cooper, um, you know, which set them up with, you know, a short um, touchdown run for Jerome Ford. Um, and as you say, the connection between the two of them all day was just a thing of absolute beauty. Um just phenomenal. You know, Cooper, I think, has had an excellent, excellent season. Um, you know, I'd like to see him return. I sort of said to you guys pre-Christmas, you know, if you could get rid of, you know, I think that we were asked a question about a dispensable player. Um, you know, and I said that potentially, you know, could look for an upgrade in terms of like Mike Evans or anything. But, I mean, Amari Cooper's been phenomenal all year long, really. I mean, you consider this is now with QB4. Um just, just incredible. But the defense was excellent um, across all four level, uh, three levels. I think the line play has been really good, and I know, and it was quite frustrating to be honest. Sort of listening to some of the commentary, and Sky was sort of quite, you know, basic in their analysis. Shall we say about Garrett not getting sack numbers? Um, if you look at the even lines, though they're all, forcing the quarterback to roll over to the right and get plays off quickly, yeah, exactly. And you look at the whole line, I thought Zadarius Smith's really showed up and had a big game. I think Alex Wright continues to develop at an encouraging level, um, you know, which is really pleasing to see. Great to see JOK with the green dot responsibility this weekend, yeah. um, handled that really well. There were no breakdowns in communication or anything like that, um. And outside of a pretty sloppy first drive from Martin Emerson, where he seemed to be called for about four penalties, almost on successive plays, um, the defence overall, I think, did a, a phenomenal job. Um, like you say, seven points given away on the kick return, um, which can happen. I've got to be honest, I still don't really know what happens. It was an awful piece of broadcasting from Fox. That, uh, from I, 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 can, I can tell you what happened. 
essentially I know, I, know, I know there was a hold in there but yeah, the, yeah that, that that was essentially it if they just call that hold in the middle of the field then none of that happens at all yeah i know there was yeah. a hold in there but like i said the seven points from that so you know 14 points to the sort of backups if you like um yeah you know got a little bit it's, it felt a little bit twitchy towards the end but to be honest the game was well and truly done um, the worrying thing is, again, though, as you say, and we're kind of just immune to it now, made injuries, you know. I mean, no one's making a big song and dance about it. And I understand why, because we're at the stage where you just hope that Joe Flacco plays every game. But, you know, let's not downplay the significance that all of a sudden PJ Walker is our backup quarterback again. Yeah. Um, because DTR goes down in this one in the limited time that he was on the field. He, he suffered a pretty nasty looking sack at the time and he's been put on IR now with a hip injury yeah. um obviously there's a chance he could come back in four weeks you know let's hope we still play football <laughs> in four weeks um that'd be phenomenal um but more importantly like you said the whole special teams unit um is a real concern isn't it obviously yeah. Hopkins has been brilliant probably because he's closing in on the franchise points record that He's now picked up an injury. He's certainly not going to play Thursday night, um, but he he has been designated as week to week. So fingers crossed, it might only be one week that he misses. He didn't look in too much discomfort on the sideline, um, you know. But with that said, we'll wait and see. These things obviously have a, a nasty habit of lingering, and the yeah. ball case one was weird because there wasn't an obvious play that it happened on, but all of a sudden he was out the game as well. So. I thought to navigate the game with no kicking game at all. Um, to be honest, it was good that we were so efficient that we didn't have to punt. Um, yeah. You know, it was bad enough not kicking field goals, but you know, I'd, I'd love to have seen what the plan would have been if we were like backed up in our own, you know, inside our own twenty, and it was fourth and forever. You know, I'm sure that somebody would have had to have had a go at putting the foot through one. Um, so it was a little bit concerning that there wasn't any sort of backup option. I'd like to think that they will identify somebody this week to at least give them some prep for it in case it happens again. Um, but obviously the, the, you know, the, the bigger moves are obviously bringing in Roddy Patterson who will obviously handle the kicking duties and Matt, um, is it hardcore? Yeah, Matt. Matt. yeah. Um, I know that Hack was with Bob Ventron last year, wasn't he? So there's some familiarity there. Um, again, the Hawkes isn't even officially ruled out yet as we record. Um, mm -hmm. But you probably think that, again, he would likely miss at least one week based on the yeah. fact that they've made that move. Um, you know, but and, and, you, and you hope, and you hope then that he's given the chance to sit out another week as well. You know, when, well, when, you, when you look when you look at our position currently, you know, if we win this week, our position is pretty much solidified. So then you just hope that you know, especially if you've got these guys in the building already, that they can be given that time then to, uh, you know, to rest up and be ready to go for that wildcard weekend. Yeah, they obviously won't do it because they'll continue to play, and while there's an option or a pathway to the number one seed still with two weeks left, the Browns will try everything they can to obviously take care of their side of the bargain. Um, there is an argument that you could just sit everybody for the next two weeks, to be honest, because yeah. oh no, no, I reckon I reckon you play I reckon you play the guys this week, and I reckon the Ravens will take care of business against Miami. Yeah, and if that's the case, then obviously, like you say, everyone can go to the bench and have a week off in week 18, can't they? Um, yeah. 
you know, but realistically, the Browns are probably already in the playoffs. I know it's not officially yeah. rubber stamped, but we need to basically lose out. Every single game needs to go the right way in terms of the opposites against us. Um, you know, even if the Browns don't win on Thursday, we can get in with a number of scenarios. You know, yeah, I think it's five different teams need to go a certain way, and I think at least one of those is an unexpected one. So, yeah, it would. Uh, Certainly, be an interesting uh, end for it to matter going into week eighteen. But it's the Browns, so you got to keep on thinking about these permutations <laughs> until they're until it's rubber stamped. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. Until it's rubber stamped, you don't want to count your chickens, I guess. But you know, I think we've we've said haven't we for the last few weeks? It's been quite enjoyable to watch it, quite relaxed, to be honest, because there's no expectation. There is genuinely no expectation. I had a free bet thanks to my betting uh, company this week, and I put that free £10 bet on the Browns to win the Super Bowl at 50 to 1 because there just feels this sort of inevitability that something crazy is in the water because there's just no expectation. Every week they're going out there and and just producing results. you know, I'd expect that they'll take care of business Thursday. We'll probably have a quick touch on Thursday's game in a minute, I guess. Um, but I imagine they take care of business at home on Thursday. And then we've said all along, you know, it's a bit of a lottery once you get there. You know, you've got to punch your ticket in. And then you hope that the blades of the ball goes in your favour and the officiating calls are on your side and all the rest of the cliches that you want to throw out there. But there's no reason to believe, based on the fact that this team has already beaten the number one seed in both conferences already this year. I'm not naive and I'm not suggesting that the Browns enter any game as a favourite, but I'm also not going to be in a position that I'm ruling this team out of being able to defeat anybody on any given Sunday. Um, And all of a sudden, we've got a very explosive offence. Very, very explosive offence. Yeah, a very exciting one as well. Yeah, and no one's going to want to play us, you know, and that's the key thing. Um, You'd like to see a bit more balance. You would like to see some more production from the run game. Um, I don't want to say I don't want to say you want to see more from the running game because ultimately Flacco can throw it for three hundred and seventy-five yards every week. Then it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, yeah. But I guess you would like to see a touch more production in terms of you know the yards on the ground. I think a lot of it, to be honest, is down to the offensive line. I don't think it's as much on the running backs as. Yeah. people will probably get on to them because the yards for carrying averages and all the rest of it, they don't look great in the box score. Um, but to be fair, I mean, Jerome Ford in particular, I've been critical of him this year that he runs horizontally as opposed to vertically at times. But to be fair, every time he seemed to get the ball on Sunday, there was a defender in his face. So, you know, you'd like to see a touch more from the run game. But like I say, my expectation level is really low because of all of the injuries I'm just thoroughly enjoying the fact that week to week they're overcoming adversity um, and they're getting it done, mate. Right. I'm just reading a promotion from Dude Wipes, the uh, the sponsor of the Browns' um, whiteout uniforms. Um, they've just put out a tweet saying uh, to celebrate uh, the Browns' amazing QB play this season. Um 
if you bring an old jersey of any Browns quarterback from 99 to 2021, we'll swap it out for a brand new white jersey at the stadium ahead of Thursday night football. That's going to cost them an absolute fortune if people decide to get on that. I think I've got two in my my flat somewhere. <laughs> Incredible, mate. I mean, and like I say, we... It is ridiculous, to be honest, when you look at what Flacco has done. You know, he's played four games. He's the Browns' leading passer on the season already in four games. Yeah. He's thrown the most touchdowns of all the quarterbacks. If you were actually to add this up into a normal regular season in terms of the level of production, he's on pace for 5,500 yards. <laughs> 5,500 yards and 42 touchdowns. I mean, he's got. I think that he's um, second only to Demar Hamlin now for comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco. Well, look. I mean, if it was based on obviously on the field, and look, you know, we've 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 done this conversation now, and we yeah. realistically speaking, I understand why Demar Hamlin's the betting favourite, but you know, he's been inactive more than he's been on the field. I mean, surely you've yeah. actually got to come back and and play to to be in that. Consideration, yeah. but anyway, like be as it may, I think, like I say, I'm not too bothered about that. I'm sure it's the least. No, too. no, no, it's just good to be able to talk about it from a production angle. You know, you look at it at the moment, and you know, when you talk about you know potential outside Super Bowl odds. Kevin Stefanski is currently the front runner for coach of the year, according to the bookies. He's moved into favorite. Miles Garrett is now bookies favorite for defensive player of the year despite what has been a down month according to yep. those that only read sack stats um <laughs> you know you've got um you know you got joe flacco as comeback player of the year second selection there amari cooper's currently playing at offensive player of the month sort of level you know he he got the offensive player of the week uh accolade just this week as well uh, you got players all over the park who are producing incredibly well. It's it's that feel-good factor. And the reasons to why I bring that up is just that feel-good factor that they have, you know, the fact that you can have that confidence when we're on QB4. You know, Joe Flacco was what what was it? Was he he was in a he, he was in a restaurant or no, he was in a Dunkin' Donuts when he got the call. You know, like what? Excuse me? So you know, you know, you look at that and brilliant. And uh, just some breaking news while we've been uh, talking just, we've got the game statuses of those that were questionable uh, in the injury report. So those that are definitely out, some that we knew already. So Anthony Walker's out, um, Ogbo's out, Dustin Hopkins is out, Corey Bahorquez is doubtful. Uh, and then some questionable ones here. So one Fornhill is questionable, Marquise Goodwin questionable, and Amari Cooper questionable as well. Yeah, he was. I don't think he's actually uh, practiced this week, Amari Cooper, from what I've seen. Um, yeah, so I'm not surprised he's down as questionable there. Yeah, I'd guess that's one of those though that he's he's likely going to play. Um, you know, I don't think there was anything. Anything serious from the game itself, obviously. I'd imagine as much as anything, it's a short week. Um, yeah, I think they're just being careful and prudent. I don't think they need to to do anything in terms of practice, to be honest. It seems as though yeah. they've played together for, forever, doesn't it? Um, you know, I mean, interestingly, in terms of for the Browns in this one, it seems as though it's going to be Trevor Simeon. Um, yeah. Again, for the... For the Jets, you know, Miles um, Garrett's had success against Trevor Simeon in the past. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a game that let's not um, 
let's not forget that the New York Jets, for all of their issues this year, have generally played pretty well on defense. Yep, um, they're one of the better defenses for sure. You know, so that's something just to be mindful of. You know, it's going to be a lot more difficult, you would assume, um, for the Browns to move the ball in the same way that they did um, against the Texans. You know, it's a much different you know, proposition coming to town. Mm-hmm. You would like to think that our defence will still be able to hold up its end of the bargain. So I don't imagine it being a particularly pretty game for the neutral. Um, the fact that it's a one o'clock in the morning kickoff, it's probably one of those, even if you are a Browns fan, you might sort of think, well, do you know what, I'll just get up and watch it on the zone in the morning as opposed to, to sort of sticking with the 1am get up. Um, you know, but ultimately it's a game that you would like to think that the Browns can take care of business. I think it'll be loud in the building. Um, you know, it's one of the only times that the Browns have been in the national spotlight all year. I think they had the Monday night football game early doors and I don't think they've had one since. They have not. So, you know, this has been a sort of under the radar team, if you like, that all of a sudden there does seem to be some national recognition. And that doesn't make no difference to me and you on this side of the pond, but trust me, over there it does make a big oh, difference. Oh, I know, yeah. Um, Absolutely. So I think it is something that they'll want to put on a show, they'll want to put on a performance. Um, you know, and ultimately, like you say, mate, the beauty of it is if they get the job done, look, let, let's keep the dream alive. There's still a path to that number one seed. There's still a path to the division, even if the number one seed doesn't work out. There's still a path to the division. Um I know there's that debate going around at the minute. Would you rather go on the road and travel to what looks like the AFC South winner or would you rather host potentially a bit of a resurgent Buffalo team? My answer to that is I'd always prefer the Browns to play at home. I think the road and home splits are... I knew me and you would be complete polar opposites on that. Yeah, well, for for me, I just think you play at home as often as you can because it's... If you're going to win the Super Bowl, you're going to have to play some tough matchups. It's as simple as yeah. that once you get to this stage of the season. I just think the Browns have been so good at home this year. Um, what are they, 7 and 1 at home, a chance to go 8 and 1? Yeah. You know, I don't think it's a place that anybody would like to come. You know, And it's not just that first weekend. You know, As the three seed, there's every chance that you know there may well be a couple of home games potentially. You know, this AFC we've seen all year is very, very open. The Chiefs were woeful again this weekend. The Jags were woeful again this weekend. That's why I like the that's why I like the five. I like the five and I like the buff I like Buffalo being kicked at six. Because then you can hide behind Buffalo a little bit. You can take the Jags and then take the Chiefs while uh, while Buffalo and uh, Baltimore go clashing against each other and then maybe buffalo beats the ravens and then you got an afc championship game at home against the bills it's stranger things have happened it may be it may be i mean to be honest it's that congested at the moment i mean you can't see the top two in the conference at the minute losing their matchups but you could certainly see the three and the four losing to the the five yeah. and the six as things stand. You could certainly see that happening. Um, you know, so. I think I think it's just the case of no matter what, we're just here for the ride. And and I think that's the beauty of it. You know, at the start of the season, you know, if we hadn't have had injuries and all the rest of it, you know, 
you would have absolutely still taken the position that we find ourselves in now as being yeah. a successful season. You know, the best record in the NFL is only, you know, what, two games better than the record that we have. You would have absolutely said from a team that finished, you know, don't forget, fourth in the division last year, um, to go to that kind of record, you would have absolutely snapped anybody's hands off. The fact that we've done it in the way that we've done it, with all of the adversity that we've overcome, there'll always be that sort of what-if question in terms of this season because you kind of think, well, what if, you know... And I think the offensive line's the thing that's going to be the one that catches up to us because, like I say, that's where the run game's suffering and, and all the rest of it. Um, you know, but ultimately, you know, get a win on Thursday night in front of your home fans, rubber stamp it officially, and then, like I say, sit back, see what happens between the Ravens and the Dolphins later on in the weekend, and then you can evaluate what you do then in terms of Week 18. I don't think it would be a bad thing for the Browns to have a week off, to be honest. I think they are beaten up. They had a really early bye. I don't think it would do them any harm whatsoever. To have a fabricated buy in Week 18. That's it. Say to Miles, say to Denzel Ward and all the real key players, go always just have a week off. We're going to be the five seed, whatever happens. Put your feet up. Have a bye week, and then, like you say, you know, I don't think whoever finishes in that fourth place, and, and, and to be honest, when I say that fourth place, it still could be the Kansas City Chiefs. They mm. just, they okay. really, really do look poor. Um, and to be honest, I quite like to get to our head. I think we owe them one. I think we owe them one in our head. So, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I just hope that we end up playing the Chiefs that played on uh, on Christmas Day. Um, rather than the Chiefs that uh, that we've ended up playing over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think they're very much a different Chiefs team now, mate. Very, very much a different Chiefs team. Um, you know, and you know, it's not look too far ahead. I think the Browns match up pretty well defensively against them. You know, I think the the linebacker play, JOK, we've talked about it. If he could keep Travis Kelsey quiet, I certainly fancy our corners up against their receivers yeah. that they've got. Uh, Honestly, it's just the AFC East that tends to worry me at the moment. You know, you, you, you go down the list and obviously this is looking ahead, right? And it's mainly because we can't say too much about the game tomorrow. Um, you know, like I think you've already covered it. You know, Jets-Browns, 35 points is the over-under. It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be about just getting points where you can get them. Um, just hope that, you know, the home form sort of rides you through. The Jets have been woeful on the road as well, which is helpful. You should be te- beating quarterbacks like Trevor Simeon if you're planning to beat quarterbacks like you'll be playing in the playoffs. And, you know, as you've already said, you know, we've beaten the Ravens at their place already. So, you know, there's one. Um, the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs are losing to teams like the Raiders. You know, you know, who are in a world of turmoil. You know, they've had quite a few head-scratching results this year. The Jags, we've beaten the Jags at home. I, I reckon they've gotten worse since that game as well. So, you know, you take them. The, the AFC East seems to be a case of knocking the crap out of each other in terms of the Bills and the Dolphins. I don't necessarily enjoy the prospect of either. Um, and then... I'm tr- oh, and then that last one is probably going to be between the Bengals, the Colts, the Texans, and oh God, can the Ste- and the Steelers can still make it, can't they? Yeah, I, I, I take against yeah. any of those. Yeah, but, uh, like you say, mate, it's going to be one of those, isn't it? That 
you will take whatever matchup you get. And and like I think the important thing is, you know, look at it from the viewpoint of the other teams as well. No one, I don't think, is going to fancy playing the Cleveland Browns because I know it's an old saying that defence wins championships, but we've said all year this defence will keep the Browns competitive in most games. And we've said all year long if we could just get average quarterback play, what might the what might the limit be? And we've seen what that limit is now. There is no limit to it. You know, the, the offence, as we said, has all of a sudden become explosive. If the Browns got into a 14-point hole, which we've done a couple of times this year and we've methodically drawn our way back previously, it feels like we'd be able to pull it back within a matter of moments at the minute because all of a sudden we're launching 50-odd bombs down the field. Um, you know, so... I'm, I'm just loving the ride, mate. It's been such an enjoyable season, you know, all things considered. Um, you know, it felt as though the wheels were starting to come off. They went on that couple of game um, losing streak, didn't they, after they'd won the two big games in the division. You know, they beat the, the Ravens and they beat the Steelers back-to-back and, and then had that tough sort of couple of games on the road and you thought, oh, no, it's, it's, it's going to fall away. But... They've bounced back incredibly well. Um, and I thought it was huge last week we talked about it. Get a win on the road. Um, yeah. Because you're likely you're going to go on the road in the playoffs. So get a win on the road. Um, so, yeah, look, just just phenomenal, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure of a season. And like I say, I'll, I'll be up early hours of Thursday night, Friday morning watching it. Um, hopefully they can get the job done. Um, and then I'll just be keeping my fingers crossed that we get one of the... Uh, the kind of UK playoff times, because obviously some of them are absolute stinkers, aren't they? So uh, yes, but please, for the love of God, let it be a Sunday. I'm I've got a plane to catch back from New York on the Saturday, <laughs> and I just know it's going to be. I just know it's going to be a Saturday game, and I know it's going to be a time where it's going to be really inconvenient to find a screen. So I'm. Just Begging that it's a Sunday because I can watch those. So, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I brought my I brought my mom some concert tickets for Christmas, and I did say so. I said there is a slight caveat. I said if the Browns are in the AFC Championship game, I said uh, we're going to have to have a conversation. So yeah, well, <laughs> we'll, wait, we'll wait and see. Oh goodness, yeah, and I think those start at like nine o'clock, don't they? I think the championship games. There's not yeah, there's normally one about I think one normally about eight and one about half eleven. So yeah, look, we'll yeah. plenty plenty to do between there and then. So Oh, absolutely. But it's always so, fun to talk about the the fact that we can joke about this sort of thing as we come to the end of December, when, I mean, I was joking with some of the guys in the 14 yards chat earlier on, uh, Bengals fans saying, look, it's fine. We can play our six stringers on uh, next Sunday if we win tonight. And, you know, that would be our second stringers usually, but we've, we passed that back, back in October. So, you know, we're... We, you we, imagine, we, yeah, we, we've sort of said this, haven't we, about it'd be nice for the Browns to have like a bye week. I just wonder what the combination would be on the offensive line if they <laughs> sat the starters. I can't even, I can't even, Andrew Berry will have to go and sign a dozen players just to fill the team. Yeah, I'm wondering, can you elevate an entire practice squad for one game? <laughs> but then can you also ring around local practice squads and elevate theirs as well, just for one game? <laughs> Can you dress people that you see on the street? Can we run that as a, a, a as a campaign just for just for that one game? Just anyone in the Cincinnati area that wants to have an NFL game under their belts. 
They'll provide equipment. Yeah, frightening when you think about it. But like you say, that's that's part of what's made it so enjoyable, isn't it? The fact that they've yeah. been able to, to overcome all of this. But yeah, and also it's something that's endearing people back to the Cleveland Browns. Something which I've noticed as well. Obviously, we've taken an insane PR hit you know, for the last year and a bit with this Watson business. And, you know, the fact that it's this underdog story, the Cinderella story, which is led by Joe Flacco of all people, you know, it's it's the kind of story that you only really see on Disney+. Plus. It's the only, you know, it, it's something of which is just out of fantasy almost. And it's making people go, actually, you know what? Go on, Cleveland, do it. You know, which they would not have been saying in September. It's a very likable team, and like you said, and there is no doubt about it. Although it's an uncomfortable conversation, they kind of touched on it on the Sky broadcast on the weekend. It, it is easier to root for them at the minute. There is no mm. question about that. And I'm sorry if that upsets anybody, but that is the reality. It is a much easier team to root for. Um, look, it's. There's already a ton of questions going into the off-season. We're not going to get into that now because we could be here no. for another hour or God knows how long. But, you know, we kind of joked when Joe Flacco signed, what would you do if he had a, had a really impressive showing and had a, had a strong sort of, you know, few performances and maybe won a playoff game? I mean, <laughs> he's been so much better than I think any of us anticipated. And, yeah, like I say, questions for the off-season. But, yeah, it's such a likeable team. You know, guys like Amari Cooper are just excellent professionals, aren't they? You know, he, he yeah. had a record-setting day of the weekend. It was funny, wasn't it, trying to... Uh, I, think, I think he was the most delighted that the defence had allowed the Texans to sort of slightly crawl their way back into the so game. So that he could go in yeah. and do his thing, yeah. And get another 13 yards just to get his records. It was quite funny, that exchange with him and Stefanski. No, oh, wasn't it? Just just like, no, no, clear off. Exactly. Yeah, so like, he's a likeable guy. I mean, obviously, I know he's not playing at the minute, but everybody knows what Nick Chubb is. I mean, mm. you know, the, David Njoku plays with a smile on his face. Joel Batonio, they're just a likeable bunch, aren't they? They really are yeah. a likeable bunch. They're easy to get behind. They're easy to support. Um, you know, and I think, like we said, it would be... The expectation level has just disappeared as far as this podcast has gone. You know, we're just enjoying the ride. We're enjoying it week to week. We said it would be a shame. They deserve to make the playoffs. They're as good as there. Let's hope they can clinch it officially, mate, on Thursday night. What a place to do it at home in front of the dog pound. Um, yeah, let's get it done Thursday night. Yeah. Against a team where we've had plenty of memorable exchanges over the last few years as well. There's always something with Cleveland versus the Jets. You know, you had the Baker debut, you had the COVID wide receiver mm -hmm. amnesty, uh, which screwed up a playoff push, if you remember, at one point. That was when all the luck went against us in a slightly different sense. Um, last year, you had the Flacco miracle. <laughs> against us um which is probably going to be one of the most memorable games that i can have in my memory bank and now you've got this which is almost it going back to being full circle to that baker debut point so yeah it's bound to be another memorable one that's all we got time for today folks we will be back in the new year um it's only a few days to go now but it still feels mad to be saying in the new year um, thank you to everyone for listening to us in 2023. We're looking forward to 
providing you with uh, with stories, anecdotes, and more as we go on to our Super Bowl push in 2024, uh, and obviously provide you with much, much more as we go through the year. Sean, thank you, buddy, um, and also happy birthday for a couple of days' time. Uh, happy, no worries. Happy birthday also to Nick Chubb. Um, whose birthday it is today? Uh, just that you mentioned him earlier, so I thought I might as well give him a shout out just in case he's I, listening. I actually share my birthday, believe it or not, with Miles Garrett. It's Miles Garrett's birthday on Friday as well, so there you go. Wow, what a uh, that, that was something out of left field, yeah. So, uh, happy birthday to Miles Garrett as well on Friday. Let's hope that uh, he can provide us with a bit of uh, birthday magic tomorrow night, which will technically be his birthday in Britain if we work that out correctly yeah brilliant right we will see you guys in the new year we we'd like to give you a day but to be honest with you we have no idea so just keep uh, keep listening in fact do, do us a favor follow us on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever it is that you get this podcast from if it's on facebook be sure to like the page you'll get the notifications pop up when we go live uh, Twitter, follow us as well. Um, you know, we'll we'll keep putting out content once a week. Uh, all the rest of it. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great new year. Let's hope that we're seeing ourselves in with a win, and we'll see you next week. 